0: Yeah, there's like some sound, but I don't know. Let's just talk. Okay, so we're going... We're going to our queer cuddle dom today. (laughs) Our session. Hey y'all, this is Phoebe. This is NK. And this is Bitch Face. This is the third and final episode of our series on the couple form. At the end of episode two, we talked to Tate Ashley, an LA-based cuddle coach who agreed to help us cultivate a more physically intimate friendship. Tate gave us a private cuddle
1: session in their Echo Park studio. If you haven't heard episodes one and two of the series, we'll explain
0: later how we got here. We must divest from romantic relationships as a. Lead. The morning before our session with Tate, we recorded this convo at NK's house. We recommend you listen to this episode while cuddling. I kind
1: of wish that Tate could come here and do the session, like, right here in my bed, where we already are.
0: Yeah, we're in Nicole's bed. Someone's taking a shower, that's why there's sound. I'm a little nervous, just because, like, I don't, in the way that, like, I just don't know what to expect, and it's, like, it's kind of a vulnerable thing.
1: Yeah, I think that
0: um, when I was thinking back on our first meeting at Tate's and
1: just like kind of practicing even a little bit of like the assertion of boundaries or someone you know like the way that they approach like asking about consent and stuff that
0: did feel really intense. It made me like really like nervous and weird. I do want to talk about what Tate asked us to do, which was sort of talk about our boundaries. And I've been thinking about it a lot. And at first, I was like i don't know if i really have specific boundaries which is like probably part of my part of my problems which is that like when i have a friend who's like really comfortable being affectionate um i'm usually like i'm down like i will be too it's just like if i if i have a friend who's also somewhat hesitant about touch platonic intimacy then like it won't happen which is kind of what i feel like how it is with us yeah because i i'm the same yeah yeah or like at times um like sometimes with the help of our friend molly (laughs) or like you know other things but like i'll hug if
1: someone hugs me i was thinking like with regards like my just everyday boundaries that tate asked about like there isn't like some hard and fast rule it's like if someone goes in for a hug well actually if someone goes in for a hug like i'm as likely to hug someone i don't want to hug as someone that i'm like that i do (laughs) like yeah, I just feel like, especially moving to LA, like I feel like I've been hugged by so many people. That I'm just because that's what they do, and I've just sort of like went with it, and like have never really found a way to like comfortably refuse that kind of interaction when I don't want it, which is a problem. Or I feel like I do kind of like let people encroach because I feel like I'm more concerned about like what they're. <laughs> I'm more concerned about their boundaries than my own. Kind of like, well, they can do whatever they want, I guess. You know, like I feel like I, on
0: some level, I'm thinking that maybe it's the kind of thing that if you like learn to set your your physical boundaries or open them close them or just like be more aware of them that will translate into like setting other types of boundaries Mm -hmm. well I think
1: the thing is also interesting is I like I definitely went into this wanting to like overcome my own like internalized boundaries about like how I express affection towards people that I already am in a relationship with like people I've been friends with for a while but also like obviously something that Tate thinks about a lot talks about a lot is like consent is also part of it and i wasn't really thinking about that and i think that's also like a super like vulnerable space it's like already feels like risky or vulnerable to like even put your arm around someone or like put your head like put my head on someone's shoulder like those are the impulses i have that i like don't act on but also like you have even before that point it's like you have to sort of even ask like are you cool with this and like that's also like kind of nerve-wracking to think about even with your friends
0: make love Anything can be sex. The body is rich and varied in its parts and sensations. So many ecstasies have yet to be felt. Get away from the general organization of
2: sexuality. So if I was one of you, and this was a private session, I would start by asking the person to do some breathing with me so we got on the same page. Uh, I like to do three, starting with a big out-breath. So... So we went to Tate's. That was Tate's voice, and they
1: were also at the end of the last episode. When you get there, you enter the studio from a patio, and when you walk in, there's this little kitchen area. There's this big room that's empty except for a big bed on the floor. And while we were waiting for the fridge to shut off, Tate started asking us questions like, why did you want to do this? Which I explained. We've been... We've been, this year has been like a process of us being first like critical of monogamy and then that has led us to thinking about like intimacy and intimacy among friends and how like where intimacy, where you can get that from, the kinds of relationships where you can get that from. Um, And because like we spend a lot of time together, I think, and because... That was both like an intellectual and like an emotional project. Like that makes sense that the two of us, I think, are exploring it both like for the podcast and in our actual relationship. I also reiterated what what we've been talking about earlier, the way we think think about about consent in terms of not violating other Um, people. But maybe we aren't exercising as much agency as we Mm -hmm. could be. And then we started the session with this exercise that I think was the most awkward part of the entire thing. It definitely was.
2: So ask anything that you want your friend to say no to and then do your best to affirm their boundary. Can I touch your leg? Can I touch your face? Can I pluck your eyebrows?
1: Can I rub your head? Yes. (laughs) Can I kiss your neck?
0: No. Can I rub your head instead?
1: Yeah.
2: Can I hold your hand instead? Yes. (laughs) Oh, may I touch your knee and that part of your brain that is worried about what might happen can be turned off. I just think that,
1: like, what they, what Tate was asking us to do right away was be really transparent about, like, what you want and what you mean so that everyone can, like, just fucking relax. So everyone can just relax, but then it's sort of, like, having to do that is actually, like, really intense, even in, like, a contrived situation.
0: Yeah, I was, like, not ready to, something else. I was, like, ready to touch, but I was, like, not ready to answer questions. Also, it was hard to think of the questions. You were kind of... I struggle <laughs> with that. We're going to yeah. spare you all some of the embarrassing questions I asked. Can you have a party in your backyard? But yeah, we did, um, we did do some it. negotiation.
2: Actually, and something that I was going to get into a little bit later, is like a maybe later is totally real. Mm-hmm. It's a no for the moment, but it's a yes to the person. And it's also a good opportunity for negotiation. Because if you know that Nicole is interested And doing something that you're interested in maybe doing later then you guys can talk about oh well in the meantime maybe we can do this together or maybe we can make plans to do that uh so that's a really so then we basically progress through a series of certified certified cuddle positions each other and so this is something that we call stargazing (laughs) are you guys ready for the lap of luxury Mm -hmm. we call this the koala so this is a really fun one It's called 68 and a half, which is like a dorky name. (laughs) And it's actually called forking, which is again, stupid. So this one's called the pancake. It's not really spooning. It's more like
1: Phoebe. I feel like Phoebe's like nestled into the crook of my arm and my hands on her head.
2: And she's kind of like- I'm on my side. And then Phoebe, you can kind of crawl in to use one of Nicole's legs as your pillow and then Nicole can stroke your hair. So the benefits of this position are that there's lots of points of contact without it being like a front-on-front, full-body thing, which we might get to if you guys are interested. Um, We never got to full frontal contact. contact. The first position was stargazing, which was like just
0: laying on your back, staring up at the ceiling. It's like entry-level cuddling. And then we graduated to stargazing with our feet touching and holding hands. And when we were like that, it sort of came up that we have well, complementary just... cuddle styles, if you will. Not, not really. um, <laughs> right. That like you like to be held, I like I to be the one like,
1: doing like, the holding. Holding people, or like I feel like cuddling for me is about be- tapping into me being nurturing, and so I think like that is just me being like, hey, I don't know, <laughs> you know? I don't want to, I don't like passively.
0: Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I worry sometimes that because in a lot of my, like, relationships where I touch, I'm, I just, like, love being touched and then I feel like I'm a lazy lover and I'm, and I'm not nurturing, like, I'm more, like, the one that is, like, often,
2: like, being, like, cradled. Well, that's really fortuitous that you guys have complementary styles of touch. Yeah. Would you like to try out a position where you can be nurturing? (laughs) Yeah, I mean no what do you could I I could like put
0: my head on your shoulder yeah, you that. mentioned that about Oh
1: uh, yeah. I told the nice one. Friend. I told Phoebe about a self imposed cuddling sesh that I did that I forgot about when we were here oh, before nice. with someone I didn't really know that well but when we actually we, we were head like here Okay. More. Oh, I love this. That I could hold I could touch your hair. Yeah. Which now I know you love. I love it. Is this comfortable?
0: Yeah, wait, I'm just taking my earring off because okay. it's like in the way. Is this good? Cool? This is great.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so I like met up with someone about one of the events we were doing and we were have been acquainted like on Facebook for a while, but we've only hung out one other time. And then like in the course of that conversation, they mentioned that their partner lives in the bay and how much they missed them and how much they miss being spooned. And I was like, really was like discovering this whole platonic intimacy thing. And I was like, yeah, like people should be able to, if you should, you should be able to get that from whoever, like, I was like, I'll cuddle you. (laughs) And I was kind of joking, but then later on Facebook, we talked about it more. And so eventually I went to their house and we just like explicitly for the purpose of like having like a three hour cuddle together. And then it was actually like really great. Um, and they also like were really, really great at like knowing and asserting their boundaries and asking me about mine. And that was kind of when I realized I was alarmed to find that i did not really know how to answer any of their questions about, um, like what I like or don't like or whatever, which is partly why I can say this to you now is because of
0: that experience. What kind of questions?
1: Well, just, they were very much like, I like to be the little spoon. I like this, like, I want to do this. And like, I was just sort of like, okay, I'm kind of down for like, whatever. Like, I'm not really sure what I want to do. But then I discovered, I don't know, I really like like this kind of position. Like, mm-hmm. um, I like touching people's hair. It is great that you like having your head rubbed because I like doing that. And then I like being the bigger spoon, so also it's like similar. Mm. But I wouldn't have, I wouldn't, I couldn't have said that then. I was just sort of like, oh, you like being the little spoon? Like, that's cool to me, Yeah. know. Mm-hmm. What I was thinking about when I listened to that audio back is how rare it is for someone to ask you what you like. Like, I had, obviously cuddled before, but I had really had never thought so much about, like, what I liked and
0: wanted from those experiences until someone just asked me directly. I know. I feel like I've been, like, really resistant to, like, talking through touch in general because I'm always like, oh, I just wanted to, like, be organic and, like, continuous and, like, feel right and... I mean, a lot of people feel this way. I don't think it's... And it's punctuation to, like, have to cut in and, like, talk about it, but... I'm realizing that like the times I've been able to communicate well, it's actually like made those successful sexual Mm -hmm. relationships that I've had, um, which is like kind of my framework for physical relationships at this point.
1: Next we did the lap of luxury, which was my favorite.
2: Oh my God, I love the lap of luxury. (laughs) Can I demonstrate? Yeah. Sure. Okay, yeah. so I'll I'm gonna demonstrate receiving the lap of luxury. So I'm gonna put my head on this leg facing that way. Is that okay? Okay. I'm gonna stick this arm underneath your knee. Okay.
1: So you look like this. Oh yeah. Can I put oh my, my god, yes! <laughs> I
2: love And to complete it, I'm gonna put my leg over your other leg and kind of use this like this like a pillow And then if you make this kind of a teepee, then that's supporting me. Okay, and then we can be here forever.
1: (laughs) This is so cute. It's so funny how instantly I felt Closer to you. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome We're in? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you can- This. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm
0: Oh. I love it,
1: I know This is like, this is kind of exactly what I'm talking When I like imagine like the kind of Touchy relationship we could have It's like,
0: this kind of thing It just feels like so nice, it's super relaxing But I always worry that I'm The only one that's Has, is feeling good Because I'm being like cradled But is that, is that just me thinking That everyone is exactly like me Which I sometimes do
1: I think, I mean yeah, I feel like Already we've
2: kind of learn that's the value of just asking you know. It was actually quite surprising to me to learn when I first started my practice that most of the people who came in for private sessions wanted to hold me. Like there are people who get more out of being held and more out of or people who get more out of holding and so I'm stoked for you guys that you have such a compatible <laughs> style of touch, and it's really cute that you guys naturally went and held hands. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy seeing Okay, you so then like we got this. into
0: talking about this gray <laughs> I mean,
2: like, area I mean, of
0: consent culture, of which is about saying yes when you really mean no. That has been the or on the other side, it's They're about getting the emphatic love. yes just versus like, just I'm any just like, yes. You're like, given yes. an opportunity to consent, but you aren't
1: honest yeah,
2: about so what you want really with
0: yourself or the
1: person.
2: As well, because a lot of times I notice when people consider themselves consent oriented, they'll say a lot, Oh, is this okay? Does this feel okay? But I don't like to use that. I like to ask, Does this feel good? How could it feel better? Because mutual touch and consent is really about both people enjoying what's happening rather than tolerating it. So, you asking for something that would make it better is awesome. Honestly, like, I think that what Tejas says exactly like what i
1: need is because i am so used to just tolerating things so like right now i can't really tell you what i like because i don't know (laughs) both those things fall fine but like now do you feel rejected
0: (laughs) you moved your arm back (laughs) i don't feel rejected but like i just don't want you to just feel you were like it's fine when
1: i say it's fine i don't mean that I didn't mean like stop doing it. I guess I'm just saying like, oh, like I feel like I could be, I could enjoy this, but I'm not necessarily like, like the other, when we were in the lap of luxury, I was like, oh, I love this, you know? It's not
2: like that. I think in this part of your guys' relationship, Nicole should not be allowed to say it's fine. And I think that you guys will discover different ways to communicate better with each other. Because if you're no longer allowed to say, oh, that's fine, then that eliminates, and I say this without judgment, that eliminates the ability for a passive aggressive response. Um, Because if you are now encouraged to have radical honesty in this specific situation with this person that you're building trust with, then you can either say that feels great or I'm not exactly feeling that. Let's try something else. Um, this is how I found out I've been a passive-aggressive bitch this whole time. Because I went a long time throughout my childhood and into my early adulthood without saying what I was meaning, which is passive-aggressive. So I would either say nothing at all, or I would say the opposite of what I meant, and I would get results that I did not enjoy. And so when the situation is called for, or when everyone agrees to it, I think practicing saying what's on your mind, exactly what you want, exactly what you don't want, can be very uh, intimacy-building.
1: Yeah, I was just nodding emphatically as you were speaking about just identifying really strongly with all those impulses and the results. Just, like, wonder, like... yeah, what, I
0: feel like you are really radically honest in a lot of ways that, like, I don't... That definitely made me brought me out of maybe like since since meeting you like thinking more about just like what happens when you're just like direct with people and being less worried about what other people think of what you're gonna say oh
1: that's hilarious because that's what I think about you also <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that's just- you have a
0: cold heart if you didn't think that that was beautiful <laughs>
1: The next position we did was the back-to-back. You lie on your side with your back and maybe your feet touching if you're advanced. Obviously we're advanced. We're advanced.
2: Yeah, I show you guys, if you're interested, a cool way to share some touch without feeling like a lack of independence if you guys happen to share a bed. So
1: This is when Tate's told us also about the oxytocin release that you get from cuddling.
2: So when people touch each other, the hormone oxytocin is released, which it fosters bonding. And so that's kind of the way we're wired, is that whoever we're around and whoever we're touching is who we feel safe with and who we feel protected.
0: And I did fact check the science in case it was like, you know, burner shit. Was it? Uh, No, it's not. Actually, prairie voles, our friends, the prairie voles, they're kind of like prairie dogs, I think. If anyone else knows more about voles, hit me up. But uh, there was a lot of research done on prairie voles about the oxytocin release, especially female prairie voles. Uh, They got a lot of pleasure. What about humans? Oh. Humans. Yeah, us. Um, Yeah, it it holds up for humans. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, we started, we tried spooning. Y'all know what that looks like.
2: Nicole, if you just, well, I'm assuming, so let me, let me lay it out first. I'm assuming that Phoebe would like to be the little spoon. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let's make this happen. Nicole, all you have to do is flip over. And if you want, you can slide your right arm underneath Phoebe's neck to offer some support.
1: Then I had to unpack my baggage about needing to be in control at all times.
2: Would you guys be interested in trying the opposite of this? Where pieces the big spoon? Yeah. I feel reluctant. Okay. To be no, honest. No, I
1: want to say yes, but like that my honest response is I feel for some reason reluctant. It just feels like a lot to like, it feels like a lot to me. I don't know why.
2: Do you feel like you might feel restricted in some way? Um... No, I think
1: it's, like, I feel silly. (laughs) It just feels, like, embarrassing. I don't know why. Can you tell me more about that? Uh, If you want to. Yeah, it just feels like... uh, I feel like this is another word that, like, is often, like, laden with judgment. That's not how I mean it. But it feels, like, infantilizing. (gasps) And I just, like, don't... I don't enjoy being in that position.
0: I often feel like an infant, so... Being infantilized... Doesn't bother me, <laughs> Yeah, <I> guess. Clearly. <laughs> you were fun to spoon. I do buy an infant ticket at ArcLight. Uh, cool. <laughs> but I do feel like this, you know, this was up at a point in the cuddling sesh where I feel like we'd gotten kind of comfortable. Yeah, we had been there for like maybe an hour at this point. But I do feel like
1: just the whole context, kind of like all the ground rules that Tate had laid out that, like, just made it like pretty easy, easy to just sort of be very I felt like very articulate all of a sudden about like what I wanted what I needed and what I didn't want and just felt like really just like free to express that even though me spinning you I don't feel I don't feel like I'm infantilizing you and I don't you assume that you feel a, that way you
0: have a serious job right now that's <laughs> and that's being the big step I also fire like this yeah <laughs>
2: and no, that's that's okay this, I get like, that. like
1: this position makes me feel safe in the way that i assume people who like being a little spoon feel safe but like there's like one person in my life who i allow to like spoon me and, like
2: So you'll you'll have your legs kind of as Nicole does with like a, an easy bend okay. and then you guys can choose how to stack the legs. How do you guys feel being in this intimate position? I mean this, I think like again like we
1: are close and so we often are this close. Like we earlier today we were this close when we were preparing to come here. We just normally wouldn't, there would be like this invisible boundary between us where we wouldn't, our bodies wouldn't be touching. So having like our faces this
0: close and making eye contact isn't really that weird. I love um, resistance or like being squeezed or like this is kind of like that because I'm squeezing Nicole's leg with my legs and there's like legs stacked on top of my legs so it feels like really good to me.
2: So what Phoebe said about really enjoying pressure and feeling uh, restrained in some way uh, inspired me that I could maybe teach you guys a bonus pose if you're interested. We love extra credit. So this one's called the pancake. And the way that it works is one person lays face down and you have to figure out what works best with as far as pillows or maybe just turning your head to the side. And then the other person lays their full body face down on top of them to give that sort of pressure. If you guys are interested in trying that.
1: I know you're interested. <laughs> right, but Nicole, are you interested? I mean, I would be down to try it out and see
2: how it feels. Awesome. Yeah because I know you love it. You just were talking about it. <laughs>
0: thank, thank
2: you. So, Phoebe, this... Now knowing that Nicole is trying this, but it's just to try, I want you to check in with her right away once you guys get into the position and make sure she gives you an answer that's not fine.
0: <laughs> okay, I definitely will. I'm, I'm, I'm here for you. I'll, I'll be right <laughs> below you.
2: <laughs> All right. You're, this feels so crazy. <laughs> Okay. It is kind of, I mean, uh, hmm. I like to lay my head on the person's upper back. Okay. Just, yeah. Oh yeah, that makes more sense than what I was about to do. Mm-hmm. And don't-
1: it- yeah, this is comfortable. Like I would, if you ever asked me to do this, I would do it. I think it's fun. It's funny to me. What's funny? I just think it's a funny, I think it's funny when people like to be pancaked. Um, and also I'm imagining like, hanging out with our other friends and just getting into
0: this. For those of you cuddling along at home, For listen up you know, cuz these are like, <laughs> the these certified you know, cuddle you know, position you know, guidelines
2: or something like that. Mm. Yeah, so if you do want to explore platonic intimacy or cuddling with your friends, I think the important things to lay down are the ground rules, saying like, "Hey, we both promise that this is going to be platonic," meaning that we're neither of us are going to encourage any arousal that might come up. Uh, Secondly, we're going to be honest with each other, and we're going to make sure that we can say no to each other. Because we want to know that both of us are doing what feels good, rather than what we think the other person wants. Because your body will actually tense up in ways that are not controlled by you if you're doing something that you don't actually want to be doing. And so it will decrease the enjoyment of both parties. So platonic, Make sure you can say no, asking for what you want, and encouraging each other to say no to each other and to discover and enforce boundaries. So just making it a safe space.
1: Um, I think we were great at cuddling. I know that I really wanted to get
0: an A in cuddling. I think cuddling should be court mandated. I feel like we should host, like, bitch face, like, cuddle puddles once a month. If you want to get involved, please, this would be a great opportunity to call our hotline for a 628 bitch.
1: The rules that Tate laid out are for platonic cuddling, but obviously what we're into is we're like blurring the lines between friendship and romance but like not in a way that's creepy like keeping all the other rules with consent and boundaries. It's really simple so it is funny to think of cuddling in this contrived context but like it is also really vulnerable to like do it right you know like to ask,
0: yeah, to negotiate. to do it
1: respectfully.
0: Or there were things that happened that day that felt more vulnerable to me than, like, having sex with a stranger from the internet.
1: Yeah, I totally, I feel totally the same way. Like, something about that experience of, like, anonymous sex that sort of doesn't really involve all these kinds of conversations is actually, like, I don't know, I, feel, I would feel a lot less exposed somehow from that kind of experience mm. than this one. I don't know, I'm still, like, wondering, are people listening to this, like, relating relating to this at all or do we just sound like we're making a really big deal out of something that's not a
0: big deal? I know I'm (laughs) curious. It was challenging and like revealing. And continues to be challenging in the sense that like even even since like since that session I've still struggled with being more vocal and being able to communicate better around, like, sex and touching. But I I feel like I've had some experiences that I know are direct result of this session that, like, aren't even,
1: weren't even sexual. Like, I I think I texted you and I, like, successfully, I successfully evaded a hug that I didn't want from someone. Oh, my God,
0: I'm
1: so proud. (laughs) Yeah, I was just like, uh, yeah, I just feel like in the past, I would just have, like, hugged a person kind of begrudgingly. It's not that big of a deal to hug someone,
0: and yet it's, like, a really big deal to like realize I ha- was I could just be like no I don't want to I just don't want to do that. I mean actually a lot since that experience I've told people that I'm recalibrating my consensual boundaries. I uh. can't shake your hand. <laughs> I do think that please the... ask me to do something else. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's a no for now. Let's for negotiate. Maybe <laughs> bitch.
1: Yeah, I think that those those little things are really important though because like we're so I mean I think a lot of like women and femmes are so conditioned to like just acquiesce and so even just. Remembering that you have, like, that agency even in, like, those little casual moments is—it is, like, kind of—it's a
0: it's a thing. It's not nothing. It does help build this autonomy that I feel like is going—that bleeds over into other, like, like bigger things. Like, how I relate to my family and my friends. How my you lovers. relate to your boss. <laughs> um, my boss, my lover, my lover boss. <laughs> but now I'm thinking about, like, this idea of, like, refusing people in power to, like, do— things that they feel empowered to do that they don't actually have the power to do, you're giving them the power to do it Mm -hmm. by kind of silently consenting, uh, by not refusing.
1: There are all kinds of things we consent to all the time because we don't realize we have the option not to. So that brings us back to the couple form.
0: Have you been acquiescing to the couple form this whole time without knowing that there's this other option? a
1: big part of like our bond is just like the, the yeah constantly questioning things and then being like how can we fuck with this or how can we subvert this or how can we divest from whatever it is like from men from patriarchy from heterosexuality from couples like oh.
0: who the fuck knows what we'll divest from next <laughs> <laughs> if you can predict or have ideas for what we should divest from next <laughs> yeah. please call our hotline So for all you by bi and by curious and poly, women and femmes, all of you, we love to invite you to romance your friends. Turn up the heat a little bit. <laughs> this cuffing season, couples are canceled. In this pathetic, stillborn world, we do have feelings. Sometimes we look at someone and think we are in love with them. We must crush the illusion that romance is or will be an avenue for liberation. We will leave behind all hitherto existing couples. Thank you again to Tate Ashley for the complimentary cuddle sesh. This episode would not have been possible without you. And again, you can book a cuddle sesh with Tate or a number of other cuddle coaches on cuddledom.com. That's cuddledomme.com. Also, shout out to Steve for holding the boom mic in this episode. Thanks, Steve. And another thank you to Lena Fornia for providing the jams for this entire series. Bitch Face is hosted by me, Nicole. And me, Phoebe, with production assistance by Cora Colosuno. I mean I've I've identified as a power bottom for a long time in the sense I mean I was mostly talking like, about you demand like, to be Yeah. I'm like, pleasure. even if I'm even if like you're fucking me, like you're getting fucked by me.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's how, how I
1: that's how I stance. <laughs> um wow. I really